beyond the pain, pain. beyond the adversity. the adversity, beyond this life. It's Faith Beyond. Author, coach, and Faith Beyond founder Tim Maseko explores grief, loss, overcoming adversity, various belief systems from around the world, and so much more. The Faith Beyond podcast starts now. Well, here we are again, another Faith Beyond show getting started. So, you know, it's kind of cool, actually. I want to let everybody know that I'm actually going to be able to add video to the show. So uh, coming in the, in the coming weeks or the next few months or whatever, I will be having videos that will be live streamed for some events on Facebook and YouTube. And other events, we'll go just use the video to record and then we'll release it later. But it's going to be kind of cool. Something new, something kind of exciting there. As the Faith Beyond brand continues to grow, I want to tell you I appreciate those of you who are tuning in, supporting the website, checking out the uh, social media pages and all that stuff. So I really, really appreciate the opportunity to do this. With that said, I'm going solo this week. I mentioned I want to talk about post-traumatic growth, and that won't be today. That will be coming up in the weeks ahead, but I've got a great session lined up on how we can use trauma, the trauma in our lives, to improve ourselves and actually grow from that adversity. So that's kind of a, a cool concept. I'll be talking about that here in a few weeks. But today, I'm going to share with you a story that Wayne Dyer told originally. So this is not an original story, but but I'm adapting it and I'm going to share it as my own. But I'm also making sure I give him credit. Um, Dr. Wayne Dyer has passed and I had heard this story from him many, many um I don't know, maybe a year ago, so I forget, so very many months ago at least, but it was just so profound, and, and I tried to like recreate it, like what could I do to, to do this, but in a different way, in my own version, and his version was just so good, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to use it and uh, change it up a little bit to, to fit my personality and all, so anyways, today's uh, lesson's coming up right after the break here, and we are going to be talking about losing your keys. A very simple thing we've all done before. We're going to talk about that here in just a moment. And the quote of the week. Let's use one that I found from Lifehack. I don't even know who actually said this, but from the Lifehack website. And I like this. said, ask yourself if what you're doing today is getting you closer to where you want to be tomorrow. So I thought that was really good, right? Ask yourself if what you're doing today is is getting you closer to where you want to be tomorrow. Ah, I like it. I like it. If we just do that, I think that puts us on the right path. With that said, I know you're ready to get going. I'm ready to get going. So let's go. Let's go take a ride with me. Let's go say goodbye to the worries on your mind. Got no worries when you're by my side. Let's go take a ride with me. Let's go leave behind all the reasons not to try. Got no reasons when you're by my side. You know, I, I get up early for work in the mornings, and the other day I, I got up, and it was probably four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. The, the house was pitch black. It was just so dark. I, I couldn't see anything. And I'm in the front room of the house, and, and I, I dropped my car keys. I lost them. I, they, they fell down, and, and I, I was searching in the dark. Now it was so dark, I couldn't even see my own hands, right? I mean, it was just pitch black. 
and I'm searching, I'm searching. I'm getting frustrated because they've got to be there, but I can't find them. I'm, I'm just searching everywhere in this dark and, and they're nowhere to be found. And then I notice out the front window, there's a street light on and uh, the street lights on and it's really bright. And I, and I thought, whoa, there, there's my answer. This is easy. So I went outside and I'm standing along the street under the light and I start looking for my keys. It was all lit up. It was so much easier to look. And so I'm looking around and I'm searching and a neighbor lives down the, down the way. His name's Bob. He walks his dog every morning about this time. And he happens to come along and he says, hey, neighbor, what's going on? I said, well, having a rough morning. He said, oh, well, that's too bad. Well, what is it? What's going on? I lost my keys, Bob. I don't know. I'm just, I can't seem to locate him. He said, well, no problem. He said, uh, let me help you look. So now here it is five o'clock in the morning or so. And Bob and I are outside under the streetlight and we're looking around for my keys. And my other neighbor that lives right across the road, his name is Steve. Steve comes out getting ready to go to work and he says, hey, what's going on? Did you lose something? I said, yeah, I lost my keys, Steve. I lost my keys. I don't know where they're at. He said, oh, that sucks. He goes, well, hey, hold on a minute. Uh, Martha's up. Let me see if Martha will come out and we'll, we'll help you look for your keys. I said, well, that'd be great. That'd be great. And so he goes into his house and he gets his wife and Steve and Martha come over and join Bob and I. And now I have all these people helping me and we're out in the front yard looking around for the keys under the streetlight. Now I'm feeling much better now because I do have help. I'm not alone doing this. I've got people around me and time goes on and, and, and more time and more time and Steve's like, hey, I got to get to work. I, I really can't look any longer, so I'm going to have to go. That point is when his wife, Martha, looks at me and says, you know, Tim, where did you drop your keys exactly? Because we've been looking for a while. I don't know. Like, what area did you drop them? I said, oh, oh, yeah, well, I dropped them in my front room. And the looks I got. Martha, in fact, she didn't even, like, look for long. She just turned and walked back inside her house. Steve kind of, you know, laughed a little bit. Said, okay, all right, neighbor. Well, good luck. I'm get, I'm going to work. And and Bob said, uh, yeah, I think I'll finish my my walk with my dog. And, and everyone left. You know, it seems dumb, right? The, the the whole story seems dumb, but here's the point, and I think it's a very very profound point. So many times in our lives, we spend all of our efforts searching for answers to the, all the problems we possess outside. We are looking and searching for external answers to the problems that exist in our hearts and in our minds. But it's easier to go outside because there's a bright, shiny light out there, right? You can get other people to help you out there. It's easier when other people are helping solve the problem for us. It's easier when there's a light that shines and makes it easy to look around. But here's the problem. The vast majority of the issues we have are inside us. They're inside us. And that's not so easy to find. It's dark in there. We don't know where to look sometimes. It can be painful it can be lonely, right? And yet we don't do the hard work. 
we rather look for an external answer out there in the world to solve that internal problem. And so today the idea is to have you stop and think about, are you looking inside yourself or are you so busy trying to find the answers out there that you're forgetting to look in here, right? I mean, that's, that's what we have to stop and think about. So I hope you took, take this lesson from Dr. Wayne Dyer for what it is. It's a, it's a cute little crazy story that's meant to say, stop, just stop, throw away the drugs, throw away the alcohol, throw away all those people you hang out with and all this other stuff you're trying to do to fix a problem that's really not going to be fixed by those activities that you're doing. Now, there are some things in the outside world, you know, seeing a counselor or something like that, obviously those things can be beneficial to help us, but that's because the counselor is going to help us get inside, look inside. She's not going, he or she is not going to go outside and and try to solve your problems out here. They're going to help you get inside yourself, whether that's in your heart, your mind, whatever it is, but that's where you got to be looking. The same thing happens with our, like our spirituality, right? We tend to, you know, not necessarily have the kind of faith that we should have. And what I mean by that today is, is we might go to church. You know, you, maybe you're a Christian and you go to church. Hey, I go to church every Sunday, every Sunday I'm there, but I heard someone say this. I thought this was very, very good too. I go to, you go to church on Sunday, but then you cheat on Jesus the rest of the week. Ah, that's that's good, isn't it? I mean, think about it. I go to church on Sunday, but I cheat on Jesus the rest of the week because I don't walk with him and talk with him and lead the life that I know I need to lead if I want to be with him, right? I, instead, I, I go to, I do my thing on church on Sunday. Everybody sees me sitting there. I'm a good little Christian, pat me on the back, but then I go out and I don't live my life full of love. I don't live my life with gratitude. I don't live my life with prayer and acceptance of others and trying to support those who are less fortunate. I don't reach out and do the things that Jesus would want us to do. But yet I still claim that he's my man. You can't have it both ways, folks. Right? And that's a struggle for some people. That's a struggle. But it's true. So think about the way you're living your faith. Are you doing the things you should be doing on the outside in the same way that you profess your love for Jesus and for God coming from the inside? I hope you are. I really hope you are. So there you go. A little bit of of various things to think about. But again, don't search for your keys outside when you know the issue is inside.
Seiko here, and if you want to support me and what I'm trying to do with the Faith Beyond brand, you can do a couple things. One, you can actually buy me a cup of coffee. It's very simple. You can go online here, follow the link, and buy a cup of coffee for $3. It's just your way of giving something back to help pay for the podcast hosting fees, the video hosting fees, which are coming up, the website fees, all these different things that, that I'm actually paying out of pocket uh, to do this. I'm not making a lot of money off this right now, but I am trying to create something special. So you can buy me a coffee if you so choose. You can also sub- subscribe to the podcast by going to the bus route site and you can actually uh, do a monthly donation if that was something you interested in doing, but don't feel like you need to by any means, just putting that out there. Uh, more importantly, I would think you can just share the information um, about the podcast, let people know about it, and go to Spotify and give me a five-star review if you think it's deserving. If not, that's okay as well, but also Apple iTunes, you can do the same thing. Give positive reviews and high ratings if you think what I'm doing is worth your time. Also, don't forget, I have books on Amazon. You can find When the Cardinal Calls, Child Loss 101, and, of course, Seth's Snuggle Time, otherwise known as the Snuggle Time Game, the ultimate children's book. Be sure to check that out if you haven't yet. But right now, it's time for your Sign of Hope segment. <laughs> All right, it's this time of the show where I do the Sign of Hope segment. So I really just enjoy this because these are real stories from real people from around the world who are just sharing about how they had an unexplainable, um, you know, occurrence. And, and so this week I've got Avril Jones. Avril is um, sharing the following. She said, on the 25th of December of 2010, 2010, I'd taken my first Christmas Eve off work. There was snow and ice everywhere. My young son, who worked in the same place, was going to, the, to work the Christmas in the afternoon. Now, I was busy getting things ready for Christmas, 
and we had six Shih Tzu puppies being collected that day. So I drove to local shops to get last minute groceries and returned home. When I got home, my husband said he was going to the shops for some some things and then I was going to be alone in the house. Now, some of the puppies had gone at that point and there were only two left. One puppy wasn't going to be uh, picked up until Christmas Day and the last one was going to be collected at 2 p.m. 2 p.m. came and there was no sign of anyone. So it was just me and the two puppies. Suddenly, I felt really unwell. I had no pain except for an ache in my jaw, but I felt sick and unbalanced. And unexpectedly, the front door opened, and and there was my young son. And I was so so surprised. I said, what are you doing home? He said, "I, I don't know, Mom. Just something told me I need to come home, like now. So I said, oh, okay, well, why don't you hang out with me? Because, you know, I'm not feeling very good. I said, the, the, the lady that's supposed to, supposed to get the puppy, she's like an hour late. So uh, maybe when she gets here, you can kind of take care of that for me. Around 3 p.m., the doorbell rang. And I decided to go ahead and get up and answer the door. And I told my son, you go get the puppy um, and, and get the other dogs in the kitchen so they're, they're not in the way because I think she's here to get, you know, the, the puppy. So I walked to the front door and I felt strange. I, as I reached the, the front porch, I collapsed. I heard my son shouting, Mom! Mom! when he saw me fall. The lady at the door heard the commotion, and when I fell, I hit the porch door with a real loud bang, and she opened the door and she stepped in. She told my son to call 911. She said, I'm a nurse, and your mom's having a heart attack. My son immediately uh, called the emergency service, And there happened to be a paramedic sitting in his car not far away from my house. He later said he had no idea why he parked there as that was the first time he'd ever actually parked in that particular spot. But this allowed the paramedics to arrive within just like three minutes. And they were fighting to get the pads on my chest as the sweat was running off me. I asked him if I was dying and he never replied. Now, I suffer from health anxiety and panic attacks, but I was suddenly aware I was the calmest person in the room. I had absolutely, absolutely no panic whatsoever. Now, the ambulance actually got there uh, with two other women in it, and they decided it was time for me to get into the ambulance and, and get to the hospital. So I was put in the, in, the, in the ambulance and my son phoned his brother who arrived as I was going into the ambulance. So my two boys were just going to follow us. The paramedic said he was leaving me in the care of the ambulance staff. And as he went to leave, a wave of pain swept over me and I shouted, I'm dying. That resulted in the paramedic stopping and checking me again. And he shouted to the women and my sons that he had changed the hospital to a heart and chest unit and he was going to stay on board they were in red alert mode as they call it the siren started and the paramedic was fighting for my life we eventually arrived at the chest uh, unit and and I was rushed in the operating room I remember seeing the nurses and the doctor in in, in, in the room and out of nowhere two very tall men appeared on either side of me they were wearing long gray robes Both had black hair and beards, and they both stood with arms folded. I suddenly felt so calm and relaxed. It was surreal. 
from where I was lying, I would say they were about seven feet tall, but I had no idea. Suddenly a camera came down on my chest and a needle was inserted in my wrist, followed by a fountain of blood. And I watched while this tube went into my veins. And then I watched with further fascination as two stints were being put into place. I looked back for the two tall men, but they were gone. All this happened and, and I stayed in the hospital when six days later, they sent me home. Now, six weeks after my heart attack, I went to see the heart specialist and he greeted me by saying, ah, my miracle lady, because it was a miracle you were saved. I, I really did not expect that you were in a bad place. I thought we were going to lose you. But he asked if I had any questions and I asked him, who were the two tall men staying on either side of me? And he said, well, my dear, they were not with me. Those guys must have been here for you. You needed help that day, didn't you? I honestly believe I had two angels with me. And everything that occurred that day had been put into perfect place to ensure I survived. I'm no longer afraid of dying because now I'm prepared. I was and I truly believe in angels and the afterlife. And that's this week's sign of hope. Well, hey, I hope you enjoyed the show. It wasn't a super long one, but hopefully it was a very powerful or impactful one in the sense of the story uh, about looking inside ourselves and not spending so much time looking externally for that internal problem because that external stuff's not going to help us. And that sign of hope segment just a moment ago was, was pretty impactful. It was pretty cool. I like that one. And, and once again, make sure you share, 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 review, give us positive reviews on the Spotify, Apple iTunes, anywhere you can find our show. With that said, this is Tim Maseko. I will be back next week with an, an interview. And then after that, I'm probably going to talk about the, post-traumatic growth in a future solo show so be looking out for those and uh, i'm gonna leave you with this you can overcome any adversity in life together we can overcome we can achieve we can go on and do great things with the time we have on this earth so go do it it's your time it's my time it's our time
listening to the Faith Beyond Podcast. To subscribe to future episodes or to follow Tim's blog, go to faithbeyond.org. And you can find Faith Beyond with Tim Maseko on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 